Friends, aren't we all filled with amazement and joy when someone performs a self-giving act for us? That is, when we are aware that they have engaged in some act of self-denial or an act of self-sacrifice. It may be witnessing a grandmother who cooks a huge meal every Sunday for her visiting children and grandchildren, or a friend who goes out of their way to come pick us up, or our neighbor who volunteers to help us out with a home project. These people, by their actions, have demonstrated a willingness to give their gifts away, whether it be their time, their strength, or their talents. Have we ever thought about how these self-giving people are a reflection of the Holy Trinity? Our faith teaches us that God himself is a divine communion of persons in which there is an eternal self-giving and receiving of love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As people of faith, we are all called to reflect upon this relationship which is modeled to us by the Blessed Trinity. In our first reading today from the book of Proverbs, we are reminded that our triune God, three persons in the one God, existed even before creation. There are other places in sacred scripture where this is also revealed to us. The early church fathers saw the Trinity being prefigured in Genesis chapter one, Verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. This too was a hint at the three divine persons, although only the revelation made later by Jesus clarified the meaning of God's words. Today's first reading is also a foreshadowing of what would fully be revealed later when wisdom in the person of Jesus Christ, became incarnate. Jesus, on numerous occasions during his mission on earth, revealed the mystery that there are three persons in the one God. Christ spoke of being equal to the Father, yet a distinct person from the Father. And he spoke of the Holy Spirit as a person with distinct actions of his own whom he and the Father would send on earth to complete the work of man's salvation. But the mystery of the Trinity extends beyond the fact that there are three persons in the one God. It is the mystery of this triune God's love for us. Our life, our being, comes to us as an unmerited gift from God, our creator. When God creates, he does not do so out of any necessity, but does so freely out of the superabundance of his love. In the second reading, we hear St. Paul proclaim how the three divine persons cooperate on our behalf. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit each have a part in the work of enabling us who are fallen, weak, and sinful to share in their infinite happiness. We are now at peace with God the Father through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit continually lives in us, 
keeping the love of God alive and active in our hearts. And this brings us to our gospel reading for today. Christ wants to make known to his disciples the self-giving and receiving of love between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father keeps nothing for himself. The Son, our Lord Jesus, keeps nothing for himself, and the Holy Spirit keeps nothing for himself. The Father has given Christ everything, and Christ gives everything to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit declares it to us. God's love for us is infinite. It is completely and entirely without self-interest. Which brings us to reflect on this question. If God loves with total self-gift, without a tinge of selfish interest, then what is he asking of us if we are made in the image and likeness of God? Is he asking the same thing of us, and how do we go about doing this? Let's take a look at the quote by St. John Paul II from his apostolic letter, Mulieris Dignitatem, on the dignity and vocation of women. St. John Paul said, being a person means striving towards self-realization, which can only be achieved through a sincere gift of self. The model for this interpretation of the person is God himself as Trinity, as a communion of persons. To say that man is created in the image and likeness of God means that man is called to exist for others, to become a gift. And Father John Bartonek elaborated on this theme of self-gift in an article called what exactly is meant by self-gift. Father Bardenek wrote that when Jesus taught that the whole law can be summarized in the double commandment of loving God and loving our neighbor, this is what he was referring to, the giving of ourselves, and thereby giving ourselves to God and to others. All the other virtues, all the other commandments, are just variations on this theme. They are all connected to self-giving. They help us achieve a level of spiritual maturity where we are freed from attachments that inhibit self-giving. For example, the virtue of temp temperance frees us from being enslaved to pleasures. He goes on to say that all sin is a variation on the theme of self-indulgence or self-aggrandizement as inordinate love, self-love, or self-attachment. Sin is contradictory to self-gift. Father Bardenek relates St. Augustine's vision of Christian spirituality by describing the whole human family as being divided into two groups or cities. Each city is defined by one of two loves. The city of man is populated by those whose self-love is so strong that it excludes love for God and neighbor, while the city of God is populated by those whose love for God is so strong that they are willing to deny 
or sacrifice themselves for God's sake. We call this self-giving, or as St. Mother Therese liked to call it, self-forgetful love. Friends, we are all burdened by our fallen human nature, and so may struggle with self-centered attitudes and habits. We may fall into patterns of thought where we are more concerned about what we can get out of a relationship with someone, whether it be prestige, money, honor, job opportunities. True self-giving can be painful and difficult. Our fallen nature wants to lead us down the road to self-indulgence, self-interest. But keep in mind that each act of self-giving usually involves a painful act of self-denial. Remember, our way to salvation is always through the cross. Friends, our primary vocation, our natural vocation, is to mirror God's goodness through self-giving. As we come up today to receive the Holy Eucharist, let us say a prayer that our triune God will grant us his grace so that we may strive to imitate his self-giving love. And let us commit to becoming aware of and practicing the virtues. Today, as we leave church, let us practice self-denial and self-giving love.